0: Listener, and welcome back to another episode of the Coco and Daltz podcast. We bet that you thought that we weren't doing this anymore because it's been such a long time.
1: It's been a long time since we rocked and rolled.
0: I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> I'm not Coco, and I'm not Daltz. Just as a refresher, just uh, so you people should know, you know, you new listeners out there, because we sure have a lot of them, I, I can tell. Um, this is a podcast that we do on many streaming things. And this week what are we talking about, Coco?
1: This week we are talking about The Book of Boba Fett. What? A 7 episode series on Disney Plus. It's <laughs> shockingly about the character from the original Star Wars trilogy and the prequel trilogy named Boba Fett. What? right it's
0: it's not a book though it's not a book it's not somebody sitting reading a book
1: that might be cool if uh Timora morrison actually sat and read the book of boba fett
0: and then on page 54 it starts with <laughs> and the creature came and attacked him
1: bringing some snobbery to the star wars universe <laughs>
0: <laughs> masterpiece theater
1: so uh i believe i said this is a seven episode series it we thought that Boba Fett was eaten by the Sarlacc in Return of the Jedi 40 years ago, but it turns out he survived, which we knew from I believe season 2 maybe of The Mandalorian. I have
0: something to say about that. Oh, okay, go for it. So this is just like the equivalent of Dallas when the guy got shot and then the who next shot JR. Yeah, who shot JR and then like the next season it was a dream or something like that. It's like the <laughs> it's the biggest cop out of all times. Like, well, so during the the actual movie, when he gets eaten, was Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. Thank you. And I was like, oh, that's too bad. He was kind of an interesting character, and I think more than just me thought that. So
1: he was really kind of a cult character,
0: and he wasn't like, like a non-Star Wars because everybody was all glossy and shiny, and you know, Darth Vader had the 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 black helmet and everything was glittery, and he was like kind of like the junkyard dog. He he felt like he was assembled with. Spare parts, like duct tape, and <laughs> right. He felt like the, he felt like the trailer park boys version oh. of a Star Wars character.
1: Interesting. Too bad he's not carrying around a rum and Coke all the time. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> Flying around in the Slave One, like which uh, was not called the Slave One in the book of Boba Fett. No, Dubs. They they, they made they took pains to only call it the ship and not the Slave One. Right. So. So anyway, sorry anyways. I interrupted. So, Boba Fett, not eaten uh, by the Sarlacc, uh, it turns out the uh, Beskar metal, which his Mandalorian armor was made of, saved him from the acid, mm-hmm. uh, the digestive acids from the Sarlacc. So, the it's a seven-episode series, the third time I've said that. The first, say, four episodes are kind of like, what happened to Boba Fett after he fell into the Sarlacc pit? Mm-hmm. And then... How did he get to, you know, Mos Espa on Tatooine? So it's kind of talking, it's sort of an origin story, even though we had Boba Fett's origin story in Attack of the Clones and the prequel trilogy. Then suddenly in like episodes five and six, Boba Fett is like not in those episodes at all. Right. Suddenly it's like The Mandalorian season three. Mm-hmm. And then in episode seven, the season finale. The Mandalorian and Boba Fett and some other people have teamed up on Tatooine to fight a crime syndicate. So it's, there's a lot going on in this season. So there
0: were seven episodes, like you said, and each one of them felt like it was a different movie. I can see that. A shortened movie. like it, it. They felt like, not like necessarily, one of my criticisms of The Mandalorian season two was that some of those episodes just felt like television episodes, like, you know, Potsy and Richie come to the bar and then they will they get in or will they won't? And then at the end of the episode, yes, they do.
1: It's the adventure of the week,
0: right? It's the adventure of the week, and they're not serial, they're not connected in any Mm -hmm. way, shape, or form. This didn't feel like that, but it sort of did feel like that. It felt like, okay, how is this connected again to what we just watched? And because we (laughs) binge watched a few of them, and I was like, is this the same? And it was a little bit disjointed, so five and six were, to me, like, okay, we got to get some Star Wars characters in here. Right. So Luke Luke Skywalker Skywalker comes back. Yeah, Yeah. and then, like, baby Yoda, who I always thought was Yoda as a baby. Oh. Like, when we were watching uh, The Mandalorian in the early days before you straightened me out. Oh, okay. I thought, it's like, well, uh, I'm confused with the timelines here. So this is young Yoda, and this is how he's learning. I didn't realize it was just, like, a creature from the same species, And that sort of thing. So he goes and visits Luke and Luke's got some really good CGI going on because he looks smooth and nineteen seventy eight Mark Hamill. And that felt a little disjointed to me. That felt like, oh, we need to we need to spice this series up a little bit. And then they got Mandalorian jumping back in and I just I, I don't know. So I'm confused as to what they were thinking, what the brainstorming meeting was on this particular series.
1: Yeah, I am kind of wondering that because I've I've mentioned before when we've talked about the Mandalorian and the Star Wars movies, I'm a Star Wars fan, but like I'm a normal Star Wars fan, not like a, not cosplay, not like a incel misogynist crazy Star Wars fan, you know. So like I haven't delve deeply into the expanded universe so well, you don't
0: have to have all those qualities to, i know but to do that
1: but like i i'm sure with a character like boba fett you could do more than not have him appear in two of the episodes that bear his name yeah right like you could there's a especially because they're on tatooine which is obviously a very interesting place to begin with and they're fighting a crime syndicate so and like Cobb Vanth shows up at the end and Cad Bane shows up at the end and like I, I understand the Mandalorian is very popular and Grogu is very popular and Luke Skywalker is very popular and Ahsoka Tano is very popular and you can get those characters all to like Tatooine except for Luke Skywalker but like do you need two episodes to do that? Mm-hmm. Like, I know you have to reunite the Mandalorian and Grogu and stuff, but I don't know. It it did. It kind of seemed like they ran out of ideas, especially because the final <laughs> battle between you know the <laughs> team Boba and you know team you know Pikes and the fish face. Yeah, yeah, was like in a blown out bar, which is exactly what happened at the end of the Mandalorian season one when Moff Gideon showed up with the dark saber, mm-hmm, like. Mm-hmm. Are we doing this again?
0: Yeah, like- I, I I was confused, and I'm. We didn't talk about this listener beforehand because I was. I'm always interested in redeeming valuable and earning valuable relationship points, and so I didn't want to say anything to Coco after we watched it, and I want to save it for the podcast. But to me, this was just a confusing mess because it started so strongly. I like the I like the Boba Fett character. I like this guy uh, Morrison. He plays it really well. Um, I like the fact that this is not a pretty young boy playing this part. <laughs> he's he's sixty one years old. Yeah, he's sixty one years old. So as a guy who is not a pretty young boy, I can say, okay, well, we got some diver- that's diversity. Even though he's a white guy, it's not it's age diversity, and so that's interesting. And his character has so much potential as to where he came from and why is he Boba Fett and. What made him go on this path? And we don't really get a sense of that. Like, we don't really get a sense of who he is. Or, like, I don't care any more about his character than I did in the origin. Like, I, I think he's cool. I think he's got really neat armor. He's a spiffy guy when it comes to physical fitness. But I'm just not, you know... Like, we didn't... like I'm not enriched in his character. Like, we know how he became who he is now
1: after he fell in the Sarlacc pit. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. we... But we, before that, we don't but know But we're anything. missing, like, the 40 years between when his father, Jango Fett, got decapitated and left him an orphan, and when he fell in the Sarlacc pit. Now, did we like, see
0: that in this series? I don't remember. We,
1: in Attack of the Clones, um, so refresher, uh, Jango Fett, his father, who Timuera Morrison played in Attack of the Clones, uh, was a bounty hunter, mm-hmm. and the Empire... Uh, before it was the Empire, cloned him. So that's where the original storm Stormtroopers came from. Mm-hmm. They were all clones of Jango Fett. And Jango Fett said he wanted his payment to be a clone of himself that wasn't on, like, the sped-up maturity process that he could raise as his own son mm-hmm. and that's who Boba Fett is so we saw like seven year old Boba Fett in Attack of the Clones right. with his father on Geonosis
0: and then but none of it in this yeah but none of it in this we like, had no idea where yeah. he came from like I don't so Joe Average coming into this mm-hmm. and I forgot about Attack of the Clones and <laughs> uh, until you refresh my memory just now and I had no idea where this guy came from and so like the book of Boba Fett to me is the story of Boba Fett and maybe I'm being too literal about that. Mm-hmm. Um, like, what else? Why else do we have the book of in the title? It's just—it's a very sort of not narrow sliver, but it's a very narrow window of his life, as he mm-hmm. was with the the desert yahoos, and then the next thing you know, they're <laughs> you know they're beating him up, and the next thing you know, they're his friends, and they're raising him like family. Like every story we've ever seen, like originally you're an enemy, and now you're my friend, and. Um, so I, I thought that was a missed opportunity. I thought there were some really good moments along the way. Like the train thing was really cool. Um, the train battle, when the train oh, goes yeah. through the desert and it's like this hovercraft uh, train thingy. And that was really neat. Although the the distances were a little off, like they're fighting for miles and miles on this train. And then all of a sudden the desert guys are walking up to him and going, hey, you won. It's like, how far away must they be?
1: And so this is, uh, there's... This high-speed hover train that's going through the Tatooine Desert because it's... um,
0: That's what I'm talking about. Yeah,
1: it's like Spice Miners, like they're, you know, related to the crime syndicate. And for some reason, they're shooting like the Tuscan Raiders. And (laughs) I don't really know why they're shooting the Tuscan Raiders because the Tuscan Raiders aren't doing anything to them. Like they're just chilling with their Banthas. And they're far away from the train. Yeah, and they're far away. So you know it angered that was random yeah so it angered you know boba fett and the tusken raiders that the train guys were shooting at them and then they like raided the train mm-hmm. so yeah there were definitely some disjointed parts i did enjoy learning how boba fett became not a little asshole cuz he was a little asshole in attack of the clones which i know i shouldn't say about a 7 year old but he was a little asshole which is probably explaining you, why
0: no i got to put an r rating on this podcast no you don't that's fine
1: so uh you know I, I enjoyed learning how he became more, like, the softer side of Boba, you know?
0: <laughs> well, maybe but that's what it should have been called. The softer, the softer side. The softer side of Boba Fett. Fett. <laughs> Brought to you by Hallmark.
1: <laughs> right. By uh, Charmin, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, I I did enjoy Call that. us, Disney. And I would... I would watch season two of The Book of Boba Fett. Like, I think now that he's kind of taken over Jabba's territory and he's... I mean, it's funny. It's basically a mob story. It is. At the end of it, it, like, there was uh, this scene where he's... They're trying to... He's trying to make alliances with, like, the other, like, crime families Mm -hmm. in the area. Like, to, like, not just so that they could stay neutral so that he could take on the pike syndicate himself and it was very reminiscent of that scene and like the godfather when the five families come together you know and stuff mm-hmm. so
0: i thought it was like a morph between parts of it where a morph between the godfather and high noon because there's a lot of western elements yeah, in there mm-hmm. it's it's over the top where the western elements like the tim oliphant character He sees the other guy coming in the distance and he's got the black hat on and it's Mm -hmm. it's all hazy wave, you know, heat waves coming off the ground (laughs) and it's like, Like, (laughs) you just know that it's, there's a showdown coming. And uh, so there's, there's definitely that part of it, but it was, there was a lot of mob kind of references to it and how everything's run by factions and Mm -hmm. I don't know. It just, it seemed a little messy to me. And then um, the final episode, let's talk about the final episode. Because it's a, it's like one long battle. It it
1: did kind of fall apart a little bit. That episode it was, was just, directed by Robert Rodriguez. Like it, uh, it felt like the climactic battle between the Pike Syndicate and Team Boba Fett was. It was outrageous. It, it was just very, you know, it it's.
0: So they brought like, in the like the the mega monster guys with the, they were robot guys with mega wipe weapons and they had shields around them and nobody could penetrate the shields. They reminded me of the the super uh, amazing replacement for RoboCop in the RoboCop movie where he comes, <laughs> you know, he comes out and says, "You're fired." And then the guy blasts away at him.
1: I've never seen RoboCop.
0: So, RoboCop people will know what I'm talking about. It just looked exactly <laughs> like that thing only modernized for today's uh, CGI effects. And these things were impenetrable and yet we we spent 30 minutes of people shooting at these things from all angles <laughs> with no hope whatsoever of, it's like, okay, let's waste all our ammunition because it's clear, we're not going to get through those shields, right. but let's keep shooting at it and running at it. And we should also mention the uh, Gen Z characters who yes. all of a sudden show up in one of the episodes and they're all, they get these glittery, shiny bikes that have... That there's no way these things are on Tatooine. Like there's they look <laughs> right. like they look like they're orphans from the from the Merry-Go round at Disney World.
1: I think they were called mods and they did kind of have like mods. They did vibes. look like mods, yeah. yeah so were. I thought that was kinda funny that there are like space mods on Tatooine. And they were hover
0: hovercrafty kind of things. Hover that,
1: like hovercraft uh Vespa. Hoverboard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: <Totally. They> were, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hover Vespas. Yeah. That's exactly what they were, and they had all these, you know, like rearview mirrors on them and handlebars yeah. and chrome and shiny blue and white and and red paint and just not the desert at all so then there's these random suicide squad kind of people And they were part of the mix. And and so this battle that I'm talking about, it was just so unbelievable. So, you know, you have to suspend some of your disbelief with this kind of series because Uh it's set in space and it's in another time and the characters are not human and whatever. So I get that. But this is just like the laws of physics can't be that different in this universe where... So you have all these people that are fighting against the bad pike guys, you know, the fish face guys. And they're all standing very clustered together behind this one floaty vehicle. It's like, all you got to do is like lob one grenade. And then everybody's like, <laughs> right. it was, it was like, I don't, I'm not a military commander in my, you know, in any stretch of the imagination, but you could tell that all they had to do was just like shoot one guy. And then they're all, so that was just impossible. And then they had the thing with the the force fields, which was just unbelievable. And then you had this chase scene through the the Tatooine downtown core that was just, <laughs> it was fantastic. And these guys, the Pike guys, I didn't think the, sh- the Stormtroopers could be any, like they had no competition <laughs> in terms of bad shooting, but the Pike guys were even worse. So this was underlined by me when you have the bad guys getting shot once and dying, and you have the good guys getting shot multiple times and not dying. Like I don't... <laughs> So they're so not only are they bad shots, but the ammunition they have is very poor. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. they're shooting like like rubber bullets or something like that <laughs> yeah, at, totally. at Mando and uh, Boba.
1: And I can't remember the name of the creature, but it's the creature <laughs> that was in Jabba's uh, palace in the pit mm-hmm. that would you know eat people. Well, they Bob- tamed them, yeah. Boba Fett has one of those. And now it's like imprinted on Boba Fett. So it's his creature for life. And Boba Fett rides him into the climactic battle to try to take care of these giant, like metal assassin machines with the force field. Mm-hmm. And. You know, these machines, they're, like, shooting this creature, and they're, like, stabbing him with knives, and he's impervious, but then, like, they shoot fire at it, and he freaks out, and he runs away, and I'm like, you just got stabbed with, like, some souped-up, like, machete arm. (laughs) Right. but right. like the fire is what does it right. you
0: know like, right what's going on there oh it's like somebody over in the corner sneezes and is like oh i'm a germaphobe <laughs> and the, <laughs> the monster toy. runs away you know like <laughs> or I, I was thinking maybe like they need something to take this this monster eventually the monster becomes like an enemy somehow and they're trying yeah. to shoot him down after yeah. he saves them right yeah. and then i was thinking whatever you do don't think about the stay puff Marshmallow Man. Right,
1: totally. <laughs> because then they were going to have a
0: battle between this thing and the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. And <laughs> I was thinking that would be the next thing for this ridiculous, completely ridiculous chase scene.
1: Yeah. And then it turned into King Kong with the, you know, he's hanging off like the tower and right, stuff. And right. I was like, wow, we've got illusions everywhere in this. this
0: there's an episode. homage in every scene, but yeah. like there's an homage and then there's lack of creativity. <laughs> And I just, this, that would just blew it out of the water for me. Like, I was on the edge. It was like, oh, I just don't know anything about Boba Fett. And then all of a sudden he disappears. And then now we're in this battle scene that is completely unbelievable. Like, I don't know who choreographed this thing. And it was amazingly done. Like, all the special effects and everything like that uh were really, that was really good. It was all believable. But at certain points, you're like, why would you do that? I mean, (laughs) why would you shoot at this thing when you know you can't get through the force field? Like, it's not like... It's not like they were shooting at the force field and then you could see like little cracks in the force field or the force field was getting red or something mm-hmm. like that in certain areas. And the Mandalorian
1: was trying to penetrate the force field with the dark saber mm-hmm. but wasn't having luck. No. So if the dark saber ain't going to do it, your little blaster bullets like, well,
0: are going to do it. And it took them a long time to get to the, the galloping monster guy that yeah. Boba rode in on. Like they should have... Like, what was he doing? He was over in the corner smoking a cigarette or something like that? Yeah,
1: like we saw him in episode three or four when Boba Fett, like, got him. And then we didn't see him again until yeah. Boba Fett rides to the rescue. So,
0: so I don't know. I, I, I really wanted to enjoy this because Boba Fett was probably one of my favorite characters in the Star Wars universe. And I just feel I'm left wanting. So, season two, I hope, can get us back. If there actually is going to be a season two, are they going to meld it together with the Mandalorian? And, like, it's confusing.
1: Well, I would say, you know, I I didn't uh, come across this in my research for this episode. But I did come across the fact that of the Star Wars series that have been on Disney Plus so far, uh, this had the highest rated season finale of any of them. and was like you know, 36% higher than The Mandalorian season two.
0: So so what's the competition though? There's like...
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like two seasons of The Mandalorian and this one. Right. So I mean, there's not like a lot going on. And but, there's
0: three episodes total there of season finales.
1: And I'd say uh Obi-Wan Kenobi will probably blow all of that out of the water <laughs> when, yeah. when it comes on because we are... I literally put the Obi-Wan Kenobi premiere on our Google calendar. Like I am, I am there for it. Like we were probably four episodes deep into Boba Fett before we started watching it. Mm-hmm. No, Obi-Wan is getting watched like 3am well, every Wednesday when it drops, like I'm up, I'm watching it.
0: I'm more optimistic about that because Ewan McGregor is in it. Yes. Right? And who else is in it?
1: Uh, Indira Varma's in it. Uh, Anakin, uh, Hayden Christensen is coming back as Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, right, right. I believe Rosario Dawson is going to make an appearance as Ahsoka Tano. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I read that Joel Edgerton is going to be in it because he played young Uncle Owen in, oh, yeah. in uh, at I remember that. the very tail end of Revenge of the Sith. So What about C-3PO and R2-D2? Are they in it? They better be in it. Apparently, it is going to explain why uh, Obi-Wan did not recognize 3PO and R2 in A New Hope when he'd spent like a large chunk of his <laughs> early life with those two droids. And then in A New Hope, he's just like, oh, what is this droid? You know?
0: It's like <laughs> Boba Fett in the Sarlacc. It's like,
1: right. it was just a dream. <laughs> right,
0: totally. Or he was wearing a memory shield. <laughs> right, and <totally.
1: laughs> The Beskar Metal like was also a memory shield. and Oh, and speaking of uh, the giant... Uh, pit creature did try to eat the Mandalorian, but his teeth could not penetrate the Mandalorian armor. So that's that's uh, that's good for Grogu.
0: Good for Grogu.
1: And for us, because now we're going to get Mando season three.
0: So overall, Coco, what are you thinking? Are you te- are you telling people to watch this? Are you are you saying go for it? I mean, there's not really a huge investment of time,
1: right? It's there. Between forty and sixty minutes each, like I believe episode seven was the longest, and it was right at an hour, yeah, so,
0: and it was about forty five minutes too long
1: <laughs> i'd say I'd say, yeah, watch it. I'd give overall, I'd give the season a b, maybe a b minus, like I did the the finale was pretty messy, I think season two, now that we've gotten Boba fett's backstory of how he came to rule.
0: Semi-backstory. Yeah,
1: Mos like, out of the way. I think if we had a season two that was just... Not any of that stuff. Just like going forward, like how do he and Finnick Shand, you know, mm. it could be the adventure of the week, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like
0: I like their dynamic together. I like yeah. those characters together.
1: Yeah, him and Ming Nauin. Yeah,
0: yeah. She, they were really good. She's great. I really yeah. liked her, and she brought a lot of cold-blooded assassin to it. And she, we had an origin story of her, of hers too. So yeah. that was actually fairly well done. Yeah, I'd say uh, out of ten, probably about six and a half. Wow. I mean, it was trending really well. And then the last three episodes just—they confused me. And then the the chase gunfight thing at the end just made me laugh, <laughs> yeah. which it shouldn't have.
1: Also, I uh, I enjoyed. Amy Sedaris's character in mm-hmm. season one of The Mandalorian, but mm-hmm. now she's kind of starting to grade a little bit. Like I, <laughs> yeah. I think you know we need yeah. less of her going forward. You know. Yeah,
0: we get it. She's the scrap metal person, and yeah. you know, we get
1: it with a funny quip. So. Yeah,
0: we we. So what do you want to see in Boba Fett book chapter two?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'd say it could definitely be. I mean, if we're just doing like a straight up like mobster story then mm-hmm. yeah it could just be adventure of the week like he's having to crack down on someone stiffing the cantina on their on their tab or whatever the blown like,
0: up cantina <laughs> right. oh my. the reconstruction of the cantina is the focus of the book of boba fett season two watch as mike holmes comes in and renovates it yes. with the flipper flop guys
1: i hope we get rid of uh that really annoying mayor's assistant though you didn't like him he was he was funny at first but then at the end he kind of grated i thought they missed a golden opportunity to kill him when he went out to like (laughs) quote unquote like negotiate like give boba fett's like terms to the pikes and you know i thought they missed a golden opportunity to have the pikes kill that guy
0: i thought he was a well-intended uh character of mirth yeah. So he was, you need somebody yeah. like C-3PO and R2-D2 yeah, to exchange, comic relief. like, like yeah. some sort of comic relief to in order to make sure that the whatever you're doing is not incredibly heavy because Boba Fett was not a funny guy. <laughs> Mandalorian is not a funny guy. It's not like they're over there, you know, yucking it up. It's like, hey, how do you take a pee when you're wearing armor? <laughs> like there's nothing like that going on. But... Um, <laughs> And so what's the whole story? We, we should have wrapped up a long time ago. But yeah. what's the story of Boba Fett taking his helmet off? I thought he was, I thought those guys weren't supposed to do that.
1: I don't think they're really Mandalorians.
0: So he's like just, he got the armor, but he's not a Mandalorian. I thought you could only wear the armor if you're a Mandalorian. I
1: don't know. All I'm right. sure it's been explained, but I don't remember.
0: All right. So we can cut that part out. Okay. Um, so that's it for another episode of the podcast, listener.
1: Who knows when we will be back.
0: Thank you very much for joining us. We really appreciate it. We're going to try to watch something else that we will. Uh, so Coco wanted to do the entire uh, catalog of Knight Rider and do a <laughs> podcast. And, and I, I thought maybe we shouldn't do that. <laughs>
1: He was just like wow, if we're ever gonna
0: break up over anything, this is it. You're making the-
1: me watch a hundred episodes of Night Rider. <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm, I'm on episode forty five and I'm barely hanging on. <laughs> we're on like eight. Stop it. <laughs> oh, it feels like forty five. <laughs> so another episode of the podcast. Thanks for joining us. I'm not Coco.
1: And I'm not Dolts.